This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We are often fearful of the control others may have on our lives. So when someone calls himself the ultimate authority of our life, how do you know if we can trust him? Let's learn more about this thought in today's message entitled, Meet Your King. Today we are celebrating Christ the King Sunday. Stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things to your beloved Son, who you anointed King of all creation, grant that all people now divided under the power of sin may be united under the glorious and gentle rule of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, beginning at verse 33. It's a part of the passion story of Jesus. And when they came to the place it is called the skull, there they crucified Jesus and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he's the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked Jesus coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Here ends our reading. Dear friends, today has been designated as Christ the King Sunday on the church calendar. It's a time to remember that Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords over this world. It's a day to hope and have confidence knowing that Jesus Christ holds the future over this world. As we watch kingdoms come and kingdoms go, Christ's kingdom is forever, and he has the final say. It's kind of an odd text that was chosen for us to consider 
on this Christ the King celebration. It's a crucifixion, the crucifixion of Jesus. And this crucifixion of Jesus really is an ugly story at first glance, isn't it? We see the cruelty of the cross as Jesus is nailed to it, as he's suffocating and going through great pain and agony for the sins of the world. We see the contempt of his enemies being expressed as they sought to humiliate Jesus. The sarcasm and disrespect of the authorities who mocked him, as well as the thieves hanging next to him on their crosses. In this picture, we see humanity at its worst. But in the midst of this ugliness, we see something remarkable take place. We meet our king. We catch a glimpse of him and learn some things about him and how he operates, what kind of a king he is. We see first off that he is a gracious and forgiving king. As we hear him respond to his mockers, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. He had every right to curse them for what they were doing, but instead he asked God to forgive them, to give them pardon. They didn't know what they were doing. They were killing the Son of God. One of the thieves on the cross, though, next to Jesus, saw something beyond the ugliness himself. He, he saw a king, that he was in the presence of a king. He believed, and he asked for mercy, didn't he? We don't know much about this man, just that he had been a really bad man, as he admits to deserving the punishment he was getting. Perhaps he was a good boy, raised right, but gone bad, breaking his parents' heart. But his life is now about over. And maybe he had heard some things about this man hanging next to him and what he could do. We don't know. Or maybe he just noticed the peace of this king who did not curse back at his enemies who were being so cruel to him, but instead asked for pardon for them. What we do know is that something happened in this man. As we hear him say to his fellow criminal who has been joining in on the mocking of Jesus, lay off him. Don't you fear God? We're getting what we deserve. And this man has done nothing wrong. What we hear in this statement, first of all, is repentance. Don't you fear God? We're getting what we deserve. I deserve what I'm getting. I've been going the wrong way, he admits. And then we hear these marvelous words of faith. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Someone listening in under that cross might have thought, what a strange thing to say. I mean, it sounds like one who is observing someone rise to a higher office and is looking for benefits from this person. And that's what's going on. He sees Jesus entering his reign as king. 
as he hung on the cross. He admits his need and in faith asks for help from one who didn't look very promising at all. At least on the outside, his fellow criminal must have even laughed and thought he was out of his mind when he asked Jesus, Remember me. And listen to the king's answer to the request of faith. Jesus responds with a promise. Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. In the statement, first of all, we see the faith of Jesus in his heavenly Father. God will raise me and exalt me. But next we see the mercy and the grace of Jesus, don't we? The king grants clemency to the criminal, welcoming someone who doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to the story of his life and what he's deserved. This is a gracious king. This guy had made a total mess of his life. He wasted it, and Jesus didn't turn him away, but instead handed him a promise. That is pure, unadulterated grace. And that's good news for you and me, because that's you and me on the cross. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God with our lives. All of us are deserving of punishment for our sinfulness. But this king who died on the cross to pay for our sins receives sinners like you and me as we turn to him in repentance and faith. He does not turn us away. He gives us a promise. Today you'll be with me in paradise. He is a gracious, merciful king. And of course, in the Christian faith, we know the end of the story, don't we? That Jesus was raised from the dead and he ascended to sit at the right hand of the Father. He was vindicated. All kingly authority has been given to Jesus. And so we can say that Jesus is a powerful king with authority over this world. He's the king of creation as we sing in beautiful Savior. He is the Lord over everything, even over Death. Death can no longer hold the person who trusts in Christ the King. We'll be with him in paradise, he promises. We can live with no fear of death. It has no dominion over us. It cannot hold us. Death is but a gate through which we pass as believers to be with Jesus Christ. And this Jesus... Our king has the final say over this world. History is his story. Someday he will reappear and there will be a judgment and a new heaven and a new earth. So you see, proclaiming on a Sunday like this that Christ is king is more than a simple slogan. It's a message of defiance to the powers and lords of this world. And it's a word of hope and confidence to the fearful and the hopeless in this world. It's one thing to know and hear that Christ is king. But let me ask you this question. What are you doing with this king? What is a person to do with this King Jesus. 
first of all, like the thief on the cross, turn to him in repentance and faith in order that you may be rescued. I like what Alexander McLaren many years ago, great preacher of the gospel, said, On Calvary there were two crucified with Jesus. One man was saved that no person need despair, but only one that no one might presume. Place your trust in him and be saved. And Martin Luther gives us some insight as to what to do with this king in his small catechism at the end of his second article of the Apostles' Creed. He says, All this Jesus has done so that I may be his own. In other words, so that I might give myself over to his ownership and let him take over my life, my whole life. So that I might, Martin Luther says, live under him in his kingdom. In other words, get off my personal throne and put Jesus on the throne of my life, giving him authority over every area. That this kingdom that I've been building for myself, that I hand it over to him, it comes under new management. He's the boss. And now I commit to doing life his way. And finally, Martin Luther says, All this he has done that I might serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. That I would uh, obey him. That I would stand up for him and tell others of what he has done for them at the cross and at the tomb that they might also be rescued. What Martin Luther, in summary, is saying is, all this he has done so that we might give him dominion, so that he might have dominion over our whole life. Control. We wrestle with giving over control to anybody, or giving, or working with authority with anyone. And we sometimes balk at this notion of, and ask, uh, perhaps out of distrust, can I trust him? Jan uh, Hatinga years ago put out a wonderful little book called Follow Me. And she says in response to that, as we're wondering, can I trust him? He says, first of all, look at the cross. It's as if the God, the Son, with arms pinned by nails to a wooden cross piece is saying, Look at me, I am the great ego that you fear. This is the self that occupies the throne of the universe. I understand your paranoia. You're full of fear and resentment. I know you don't trust authority. Every authority on earth is imperfect. In their self-centeredness, your parents abuse their authority. Teachers take advantage of their position. Your government leaders manipulate you and demand blind loyalty. Even religious leaders use and abuse your trust. I understand why your defenses are up. You're suspicious and cynical about anyone in authority, and especially about ultimate authority. 
I know you think God must be the supreme egotist. It makes sense to you to judge him by yourselves. You have naturally assumed he's a selfish being in the universe. Well, here I am, nailed to your cross. Can you see who I am now? This is what I'm really like. I'm showing you that I'm humble and meek and lowly of heart. I'm self-giving and self-sacrificing in nature. I have your best interest at heart. I will not take advantage of you because I'm stronger or smarter than you are. In fact, I'm letting you take advantage of my deliberate vulnerability. That's what he is crying to us as we behold him on the cross. He says to us, come, meet me at the place where I humbled myself, where I submitted myself to you and all your hostility. Meet me at the cross. If you cannot accept the fact that I am the leader you can trust, if you will not humble yourself to my humility and submit to my submission, then there is no hope for us ever to be reunited. He's the leader, the king you can trust. My dear friends, Jesus Christ is king. May his kingdom come and take over your life this day. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, each time we pray the prayer Jesus taught us, we say, Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now on this Christ the King Sunday, we pray this petition once again. First of all, with confidence, knowing that someday every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. But we also pray it as a petition of surrender. We surrender ourselves to Christ's control of our lives so that we may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him forever. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. It is our prayer that today's message has encouraged you to meet Jesus at the cross as you humble yourself and submit yourself to His leadership. If Christian Crusaders helps meet your spiritual needs and you are in a position to do so, we ask you to consider making a contribution to help pay for radio time. We hear from many people who consider this program to be of vital importance to their spiritual needs. Address your donations to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. Today's service is also available to be heard or read on the Internet, as well as hundreds of previously aired messages from our virtual sermon library as well. 
You can also sign up to automatically receive our program directly to your phone or other electronic device by podcast. Make a note to check us out at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day and pray you will continue to join us each week on this station. Today's program was given by the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 81st year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.